Hi, I'm Taylor Patterson, and this is the Recurring Wellness Podcast, diving into the world of autoimmunity and chronic illness, finding answers to help people get the most out of life naturally and holistically. This show is for discussion purposes only and is not intended to be medical advice. Welcome back to the show, everybody. Taylor here. Episode number two. Today, we're talking all about autoimmune disease. What is it? What are the causes? Give me some more information about it. This is going to be a really interesting episode because we dive pretty deep into this. And if you're looking to get more information on autoimmunity, I believe uh, today's episode is going to be great for you. So in the last episode, our first one, I told you guys about my story and um, how I am managing my autoimmune condition. And I'm living a really healthy, happy life now. And I'm helping others that have been struggling, maybe that are new to autoimmunity or others that have had it for years and years and years, get their health back, get their life back, grab a hold, and really sort of get answers as to what we can do to completely change our lives and really have a better quality of life. So let's dive in today all about autoimmunity. What is an autoimmune disease? So your immune system, and we're going to keep this very base level. Okay, I'm not going to get extremely scientific here. Like I said, I'm not a doctor. I am somebody that is really trying to help you guys. So your immune system protects you from disease and infection by attacking germs that get into your body, such as viruses and bacteria, pathogens, etc. Your immune system can tell the germs aren't part of you. So your immune system will destroy those germs. If you have an autoimmune disease, your immune system is attacking the healthy cells of your organs and tissues by mistake. And we're going to get into the causes and what leads into this later on in this episode. So let's, let's talk about it. What are some, the most common symptoms here? And, and like stop yourself if you're experiencing any of these and maybe you need to get some answers. So things like joint pain, bloating, itchy skin, brain fog, headaches, weight gain, weight loss, fatigue, redness, joint swelling, abdominal pain, diarrhea or constipation, other hormonal imbalances. If you're experiencing any of these things, and it's not limited to just these symptoms, but if you're experiencing any of these things, you know, it's a sign that there's something up with your body, right? Immune disease can affect almost any part of the body as well. For example, alopecia is an autoimmune disease of the skin that causes hair loss. Autoimmune hepatitis affects the liver. In type 1 diabetes, the immune system attacks the pancreas. And in rheumatoid arthritis, the immune system can attack many parts of the body, including joints, lungs, and even the eyes. So there's no tissue that's really sort of exempt from autoimmunity. And a lot of it's going to lie in, in the causes that we're going to talk about later on. And uh, you really want to pay attention to this one. So it's estimated that by the American Autoimmune Disease Related Association, the AARDI, it's estimated that nearly 50 million people in America are living with autoimmune diseases. That represents nearly 15% of the total population of the U.S. That's, now, that's approximate, but that's significant. The presence of autoimmunity in Canada is estimated at about one in nine for men and one in seven for women. Autoimmunity, there's no question, it affects more so women than it does men but it is increasingly affecting both. And a lot of recent studies have estimated that there's a lot more autoimmunity and people suffering from autoimmunity than what's actually reported. So really interesting. And there are more than 80 known autoimmune diseases 
And there's actually nearly 300 related autoimmune conditions. So some of the most common are type one diabetes, rheumatoid arthritis, psoriasis, multiple sclerosis, lupus, IBD, including Crohn's and colitis, Addison's disease, Graves' disease, Sjogren's syndrome, Hashimoto's thyroiditis, myasthenia gravis, autoimmune vasculitis, pernicious anemia, celiac disease. I'm sure if you're listening, you've heard of if you aren't suffering from one of these. And again, that's not an exhaustive list. That's a very small sample size of over 80 diseases. So these are, like I said, some of the more common ones. Now let's get right into what is causing autoimmunity. It, it, it's very hard because if you've been dealing with this and if you've been to doctors, specialists, and you know, you, you've had tests done and one thing they can do is they can do a, an ANA, anti-nuclear antibody test, where they can test to see if you have antibodies to your own tissue. And if you come up positive, well, you have an autoimmune disease, but they can't necessarily decide which one. So there are different labs available from different companies that'll actually test what you have antibodies to. So really interesting stuff. We're not going to get into that today, but we, I would definitely am excited to have some guests on that can give us some more information about how we can narrow down what our autoimmune disease is and what, what's really the, the underlying cause. So let's talk about it. There are three main causes for autoimmunity that are known. Okay. The first one is genetics. The second one is our exposures. And the third one is intestinal permeability. And we're going to sort of cycle around these and we're going to talk about each one individually. And you're going to hear some different names and some different wording, but uh, please, if you have questions for me, reach out. My email is in the description and I'm happy to answer questions. So inflammation is the mechanism behind all, almost all degenerative diseases. And it's sort of like the fire within the body. So what stokes the flames that fuel the fire? Why does inflammation cause disease? Well, it's not from just eating gluten or dairy or other food that we're sensitive to. It's from damage caused by excess inflammation. Inflammation is not bad for you on its own. It protects us from the foreign invaders we talked about. Excessive inflammation is bad. So there's three distinct factors that must be present for excessive inflammation to trigger an autoimmune response. Number one is your genetic susceptibility. Number two are environmental triggers. And number three is a loss of intestinal barrier function or your intestinal permeability. Take just one of those out and your body can begin to heal. So we're going to talk a little bit about molecular mimicry here. So there's two types of antibodies there's in your body, okay, through your immune system. There's antibodies to toxins and then there's autoantibodies to your own tissue. So we experience damage to our own cells every day from aging cells to chemical exposure, other things like that. Our bodies regenerate these cells. We get a whole new body every seven years. The cells are regenerated every seven years. Inside the lining of the gut actually turns over every three to seven days. So you get a new stomach every three to seven days. It's regenerated. Bones take much longer, for example. Bones can take up to seven years, which is why some of the slowest regenerating cells, which is why, like I, like I said, we get a new body every seven years or so. So really cool how regenerative the body is, self-sustaining, right? 
every day the immune system is supposed to create an exact right number of autoantibodies to get rid of specific damaged cells. So the lungs, for example, the liver, brain, your myelin, et cetera. Okay. Can, <clears throat> so basically these can be measured with a blood test. So you would test your benign autoimmunity. Okay. Now toxic exposures are one of the first things we're going to talk about here when exposed to a toxin, it could be food. It could be mold. It could be a virus. It could be stress. It could be hormones and many more things. The innate immune system is activated. So those are our first responders, the innate immune system. When exposure is greater than it can manage, the adaptive immune system then activates. We call those the big guns. Okay. This immune response can be destructive in many ways as it's less selective to what it kills off. So lots of debris can happen in this battle. The broken pieces might be toxins, but it also might be your own tissue. We call that collateral damage. So this creates inflammation, oxidative stress, and organ damage, right? So the organ affected becomes dysfunctional, and that causes inflammation, causing tissue damage, then causing organ damage, and then you're going to get noticeable symptoms, right? For example, thyroid damage. You might have cold hands and feet. You maybe can't lose weight or you're gaining weight at a faster rate. Uh, you may be very fatigued as well. So you go to the doctor. They check your thyroid levels. If the results are normal, uh, they'll tell you it's stress, you know, without checking thyroid antibodies, right? The antibodies we produce to protect us from toxins can easily mistake and destroy other molecules that look very similar to toxins. So infectious agents, foods or bacteria can confuse the body's immune system because they're structurally similar to that tissue. So that's molecular mimicry. Okay. So if that makes sense, I hope it does, because uh, we're sort of getting somewhere with this, right? So let's take gluten, for example, and we're going to call, because gluten is a protein found in wheat, barley, and rye. Okay. And we, most of us are familiar with that as, as a, an intolerance for a lot of people. So let's call the amino acids of gluten. We'll call that A, B, C, D. Okay. So when gluten molecules enter the bloodstream, the immune system starts making gluten antibodies. They fire missiles looking for gluten, looking for A, B, C, D. The problem is the structure of your tissue might have cells that look identical to A, B, C, D, and your immune system will attack it. Okay. So this increases the inflammation of the tissue, eventually damaging the tissue and eventually damaging the organ with constant exposure, right? Then the autoantibodies begin to try to rid the damaged organ cells. So, you know, it's not a problem unless they continue to be produced due to consistent exposure. So I like to use the analogy of, I, I used this in our last episode of having a cut. Okay. I think I, I used the sliding into second base and getting a big scrape analogy. Well, imagine you just cut your arm. Okay. Now, normal thing to do, right? Clean it, put a bandaid on it, and then maybe give it some air later on. Right. So imagine instead of that, you started scratching that, that cut, what would happen? It's not going to get better. That's for sure. Chances are it's going to get worse. Imagine you started scratching it consistently for days, weeks, months, years, decades, there's going to be significant, significant damage. Not only will that cut not heal, but it's going to get worse. Right. So it's, then it'll become self-perpetuating. So at this point, you may have done enough damage that your body begins to attack it. So 
um, self-perpetuating the autoimmune mechanism. Okay. Now the next cause, and we've talked about, we, we mentioned this earlier, genetics. I like to use the analogy and Dr. Tom O'Brien uses this uh, in his book, The Autoimmune Fix, which uh, opened the door for me. It was a fantastic read. Uh, he uses the, the term, the weak link. So if you look at genetics as a chain, okay, um, where the tissue becomes the most damaged is determined by the weak link in your chain. Okay. So think of a chain around your neck or a chain anywhere. Okay. If you start pulling on that chain, it's going to break wherever the weak link is. And there's your genetic susceptibility. Okay. So this is determined by your genetics and your antecedents. We talked about this antecedents, uh, how you've lived your life, everything that's happened to you, everything you experienced, everything you've eaten, etc., all the medication you've taken. There's a really good chance that someone you're related to is also on the autoimmune spectrum. They just might not be as far along due to their own exposures. Okay. So if that makes sense to you guys, that would be that, that obviously was, was going to help a lot knowing these things. So just your family. Now, one common thing that happens is that people get in this mindset that, well, my dad had thyroid issues or sorry, my, my aunt had thyroid issues. Therefore I'm probably going to get thyroid issues, right? Keep in mind, genetics are just the weak link. So by living a certain way, you might tug harder on that chain than you need to right? Genetics are like a dimmer switch. You have the ability to turn them up and you have the ability to turn them back down. Okay. So that's, what's really important about genetics. All right, let's go on to the third one here. And this is really important here, intestinal permeability. And most of you might recognize that as the leaky gut. It's become quite the buzzword uh, these days in the last few years, leaky gut is, uh, is all over the place and gut health in general. Now I'm here to say that I, I am absolutely a proponent of taking care of your gut and your gut microbiome, because 80% of your immunity lies within the gut. It's unbelievable. Okay. So <clears throat> the digestive system has two purposes. One is to process food so that life-sustaining nutrients can enter the bloodstream and sort of circulate through the body. And the second one is to filter out toxins and irritants and filter them from entering the bloodstream. Okay. Now, Leaky gut allows incomplete digestive material, such as lipopolysaccharides, which I'll get into another time. I could do a whole episode on those, uh, to enter the bloodstream. Um, materials depend on how leaky someone's gut is. So the small intestine is where the real sort of digestive work happens. And food either continues through digestive tract or it passes through that epithelial lining, which is only one cell thick. So your, your epithelial cell walls, the wells that your stomach lining are only one single cell thick. Okay. So only small molecules are supposed to get through. And that's why it's so long because apparently when you stretch out your intestines, it could span a tennis court or two, something crazy like that. Right. So, uh, we like to use the analogy of the cheesecloth. Imagine your, um, your intestinal lining is like a cheesecloth, very thin and filters out the bad stuff but should allow only the good stuff. Okay. Very small molecules to come in and, you know, to absorb nutrients, things like that. Right. When the cloth gets torn due to inflammation, larger molecules can get through. So the immune system then gets fired up to fight off whatever it recognizes as a threat. Your body makes antibodies to whatever uh, it is that enters. So that could be tomatoes. It could be gluten, it could be corn, right. It could be spinach, it could be lots of things. 
the bloodstream, the bloodstream um, can become basically a river of toxicity if we have leaky, a leaky gut and we're sort of consuming things that our body is recognizing as a threat, right? So if that makes sense, I think that we've covered exactly what we needed to cover today for the causes of autoimmunity and what autoimmunity really is. Now, like I said, I wanted to kind of sum it up again. There were the three main causes, right? There's so many things we can get into beyond this. And I'm really excited. We're going to dive a lot deeper in future episodes. And we're going to talk specifically about leaky gut. We're going to talk specifically about your genetic pool. We're going to talk specifically about toxins and exposures, um, all those exciting things. And autoimmunity. If you're somebody that, that just joined in and you have Hashimoto's thyroiditis and you're looking to get you know, your thyroid levels normal again, look no further because we're going to address those things, you know, because just because there's over 80 different autoimmune conditions doesn't mean that by changing our lifestyle and fighting the good fight that we can't get this resolved because there are answers out there and we're going to crusade through this and we're going to find those answers and anybody living in, in with pain, you know, such as the symptoms that I mentioned earlier that are just for a lot of people unbearable, they make life uncomfortable you know, every day is a sort of a struggle because you're tired, your joints hurt, you know, you're, uh, you, you have brain fog, headaches, you got diarrhea, you got bloating, cramping, you name it. There's so many symptoms of autoimmunity and autoimmunity is rampant and it's getting even more common. And I'm going to say it's for one main reason. One of the big reasons for me um, is environmental triggers. Our world is changing so fast. Our food is changing so fast. Our decisions with our food are changing so fast. We are more obese than we've ever been. We have more disease than we've ever had. We have more pollution while we're doing things to sort of try to reduce that. We have so much out there. And as humans, we have not evolved in the last, don't quote me on this, but a couple hundred thousand years, we haven't evolved to the level of the technology that we're producing. And the, 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 the progress we've made as society, industrially, our food is now sprayed with chemicals. We're over-processing, over-packaging, and we're over-complicating our food system that we don't even really know where our food comes from anymore. We've sort of lost our connection with our food. Okay. And that's just one of the, that's just one of the uh, triggers. Food is just one of the triggers, but there's so many other things. There's, there is environmentals, there is your genetics, and there is the leaky gut. And there are all those three things in, com in combination are a perfect storm for autoimmunity and the autoimmune cascade. So thank you for listening to this episode. Please leave me a five-star review and drop me a line. I would be really happy. And I'm so glad you guys have joined me. I'm really excited for our next episode. So stay tuned and enjoy guys.